Welcome, everyone. I'm Andrew Duckworth, and I'd like to thank you for joining us for one of our special edition podcasts for the month of September. We hope that you're enjoying our podcast so far this year, which has included papers published each month here at the BJJ, as well as some of our special edition podcast series. Uh, the first of these was an Insights from the US series, of which the first podcast was a great discussion with the amazing Professor Heather Vallier. And this month, we'll be talking to Dr. Matt Abdul from the Mayo Clinic. So do look out for that later this month. The other specialist in series is with our invaluable specialty editors, which we hope is giving you a valuable insight into the vital work they do here at the journal, as well as providing an overview of the literature in their area. But today we are doing something very different and are welcoming a very special guest to our podcast platform. I have the pleasure to welcome an absolute stalwart of the society and for the very first time, the amazing Emma Vodden, who is the Director of Publishing at the British Editorial Society of Bone and Joint Surgery. Welcome, Emma. It's great to have you join us today. Thanks for having me, Andrew. So today, Emma and I are going to discuss the exciting new platform that Society is launching called OrthoSearch. But before we sort of move on to the main focus, Emma, I thought it might be useful to our listeners if we can add some maybe background on the role and aims of the Society, uh, particularly with regards to the difference between what many of us generically call the journal or the BJJ and how this relates to the, the publishing society itself. Sure. So... What's really interesting about us is we're not a, we're not a big publisher. We have one audience, orthopedic surgeons, and so we've been able to be completely focused on that community. And that goes right back to the start in 1948 when, in collaboration with the JBJS, we launched the Journal of Joint Surgery British Volume. And in 1953, the surgeons who were involved with the journal at the time basically launched a charity, the British Editorial Society of Bone and Joint Surgery with the central aim always being education of orthopaedic surgeons. And they did that not through fundraising events, but they did that through the JBJSBR and by selling subscriptions. And do you know what? For 60-odd years, that is all we did. Not all we did, but all we did. We just did the journal. And in 2012, we launched Bone and Joint Research to fulfill that kind of niche that we saw in the, in the research community who were particularly underserved in terms of journal choices and we launched bone and joint 360 again with that educational mission trying to give an overview of the literature both have been phenomenally successful and again expanded that charitable mission that has always remained at the, at the core we also do lots of other charitable um, activities such as sponsoring the abc traveling fellows the mark patterson traveling fellowship and we've supported walk and other sort of third world charitable initiatives. We further expanded the, the kind of publishing portfolio last year with the launch of Bone and Joint Open, again to, to offer our, our community another way to publish in open access and also with a kind of slightly wider focus than the, the BJJ. And that's where we've been really. We've been, you know, we're a publisher and we've been doing the traditional publishing thing, publishing journals until recently. I mean, I think that's a lovely oversight of how it's sort of it's evolved over time, and particularly over sort of the past decade or slightly less. How gone from being a you know a, a, a one journal sort of publisher and, and and an amazing journal like that, but how it's then expanded to serve more of the community and cover more of the orthopedic community, not just here in the UK but across the globe as well. I think that's really interesting, and that sort of moves on quite nicely to to what we're going to talk about today. And so, you know, the main topic today is about ortho search, and so. Can you give us a, a little insight into this and, and how the idea maybe maybe came about? So we decided that we needed to, again, expand what we're doing, move more into perhaps the 
digital educational product side of things and not necessarily remaining in that firm publisher space. And through much discussion with the community, we identified that search was a problem. So obviously PubMed's been going for a really long time. It's you know, often the first port of call, the other obviously major search engine of Google. And with PubMed, we all know that it covers everything. It's got hundreds and hundreds of thousands, probably millions of records. And unless you are an expert in Boolean search terms, you often struggle to find the right result. And you would have often hundreds of pages of results. They use a tagging a system called Mesh, which we're all familiar with, but that doesn't particularly serve our community. It goes down to the anatomical joint. Well, pretty much orthopedic starts there. So we we decided that that was something that we could address. And the way we we started to address this was by creating the the world's first orthopedic taxonomy. So we've got now over nineteen thousand terms in our orthopedic taxonomy, which we are using to tag content. And so by tagging content correctly with orthopedic terms, you are able then to create a search engine that responds to very specific terms, concepts, and can understand them. So we started by kind of deciding what we were going to index. And the the first step was just kind of trying to get as many orthopedic titles into the search engine as possible. So that's bringing in an awful lot of content. But we also recognize that there's a there's a significant portion of orthopedics appearing in those larger medical journals where, you know, perhaps the authors have had to go for a really high impact factor. And so we've developed a relevancy tool, which is allowing us to skim the other literature to bring in only the results that are relevant to orthopedics. So that's a really powerful mm-hmm. uh, piece of tech that we've de- developed with our um, technical partners, Molecular Connections. This was all in response to you know many, many conversations with, with the community because what we've wanted to do is develop something that you know the average orthopedic surgeon can just use. So that's, that's, that was the first step, really, just an article search. Yeah, that's amazing. I mean, what, what a huge task to sort of undertake. I mean, it's sort of, like you say, it's trying to create a Google for orthopedics, isn't it, that's specific to orthopedics, which is fantastic. Evolved. So that was sort of the starting point. How has that evolved over time and, and how is how has it developed into what it is today? And and obviously we'll talk about later about how it will go on from there. So again, through these, you know, really amazing conversations that we've had, and we've done lots of sort of contextual interviews to to try and really dig deep into what what content people are using, what challenges there are with that content, and what people would find useful. So in terms of content, obviously, one of the things that's used regularly are standards and guidelines, like the NICE guidelines or the AOS guidelines or whatever. With NICE guidelines coming out pretty poorly in terms of how you can search them, because often these documents are 600 pages long, the search behind them isn't particularly powerful or useful. So we've included standards and guidelines. They're all being uh, brought into the into the um, platform they're being tagged again so when you search you can you can see that standards and guidelines are coming up as one of the tabs that you can can look at so if that's something you're searching for you can find it hopefully we're also indexing um we've brought in the orthopedic proceedings platform that we publish the meeting abstracts from many many different meetings and this is phenomenally well used by the community actually just mm-hmm. site so it, you can immediately see kind of what's just come out mm-hmm. uh, 
we've also gone into preprints because, you know, I mean, at the Bone and Joint Journal and other big general orthopedic journals, you know, if your article has appeared on a preprint server, it is not going to be published. Yeah. However, we recognise with OrthoSearch that that's actually a, an important element of the literature because if you're looking at perhaps, you know, a looking for a research idea, you want to be able to see at a glance what's been published, what's just out, because you don't want to repeat it or maybe you want to repeat it with more patients, whatever. Preprints is, is also one of those places that you're probably going to be looking. Mm-hmm. Preprints are being indexed. And that's actually no small feat because there are so many documents on these preprint servers that we're using that relevancy tool, again, just to bring in what's relevant to you as an orthopedic surgeon. We're also indexing podcasts. So we've, we've brought in loads of orthopedic podcasts from, from around the globe that we are tagging again because podcast searches are not particularly useful. Mm-hmm. Often people will find you know a channel that they like, like the BJJ podcast, and they'll, they'll subscribe to it or they'll regularly look out for the episodes. But if you're looking for a podcast that's specifically on shoulder or, I don't know, a particular paper, it's impossible to find it. So mm-hmm. we've Tried to make undiscoverable content discoverable. Yeah, that's amazing. I mean, the number of unique features it has, having evolved from idea of a search engine and sort of improving on what you can do for the orthopedic community from PubMed to all these platforms and various outputs that it can cover. It really is remarkable the unique features it has. I suppose the one question I know you've been asked as we've evolved this is, you know, what 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 do you feel it's going to provide or how, how is it going to advance on what's already out there for the orthopedic surgeons across the globe? I know you've touched on that already, but I think there's something else to point out. And I know you'd want to point out yourself. This isn't just for the BJJ. This is for everything. And it won't preferentially give you BJJ articles over something. This is just for the, the orthopedic literature and everything else out there. That's right, isn't it? Yes, absolutely. It is independent of all of our publications. So our publications are in there because they're in they're on orthopedics but they are not in any way weighted to appear higher in the search mm. engine. Yeah. Um, and, you know, if you use it, you can see that because actually often you might not, you know, you might not even see a BJJ article. You might, you might not, but, yeah. you know, it's not going to be guaranteed that you see it. Yeah. I think the other thing that, that, that we've tried to address here to, to bring something new to the, to the stage is there's so much literature out there. How do we know what's good or how, how can we at least give the user some guidance as to what might be a more trustworthy source. Mm. So by selecting, you know, the journals that we've put in there already, by the way, this, this is open for much debate, feedback. We desperate for feedback. So if there's something that's missing, we want to know about it because we can easily include it, but we have been able to, you know, cut out some of that junk science that you would find in other mm-hmm engines you know if if you type into google it's just going to come up anyway and you Mm -hmm. won't necessarily that that paper is from a publisher that's perhaps a bit shady Mm -hmm. so so we've put right on the article um on the search engine results on the article uh, listings we've included the impact factor of the journals if they've got them the site score of the journal and the alt metric score of the paper Mm -hmm. it just gives you a bit of an idea of you know the, the, the level of quality from where that paper's come from yeah. Metric scores obviously are becoming more and more important. And actually, if you're interested in looking at what's been popular with your peers, then seeing a high out metric score shows you that that's got some attention, particularly on Twitter or in the news. So it might be something that you want to look at. We're not trying to, we are not trying to replace PubMed or Google. We understand that, you know, 
if you're doing a systematic search of the literature, then you are going to be looking at multiple search mm -hmm. engines anyway. What we want to be is the first place you go, because what you're going to find is on the first page to the last page of results, they're relevant. Yeah. You're not going to get the random papers you can often get in the other mm -hmm. um, search engines. You know, there's lots of, you know, unique features. You can bookmark your search. So if you've managed to, if you're using auto search and you put in lots of filters and, you know, you suddenly have to leave. If you bookmark the page, you go, you can go straight back to that page. Those same filters will still be there. So, you know, you can, you can, you can make it fit around your, your work schedule. It's, it's been developed for an orthopedic surgeon with a lot of input from orthopedic surgeons. And we hope that that comes across. No, absolutely. I think it definitely does. Having used it myself, and it also has an update feature, doesn't it? So it will actually update you regularly uh, if you type in a certain topic, like hip fractures. Let's say it will then update you about all those relevant publications in the in the recent period of time. That, that that's a very nice feature, I think, isn't it? So that's another unique feature because obviously, you know, we all sign up to eTOC alerts from the individual journals, and you'll get the the listing showing the twenty odd papers mm. published across the literature. I mean, it might, might be a couple of hit papers that you're interested in, but often you might not be interested in the rest. What we've created with OrthoSearch is a unique alerting system so that you're right, you can put in a keyword and be alerted when new literature has been published, or it might be a new podcast or standards relating to that keyword across the literature. So you're going to see on that alert new content from the JBJS, ClinOrth, BJJ, Injury, well, whatever it is, they'll be on there and it's that is actually something that doesn't exist at the moment and and, and now does in ortho search mm -hmm. um, it's very simple to create an account and very simple to add alerts and and, and receive those yeah i think what i found as well as, a, as an author as well when you go in there you know if you're say you're writing a, a, a review article like you say about a certain topic and you want to you want to cover that area, make sure you're not missing any of the key papers. It not only highlights that to you, but the other thing is if you do that in PubMed or anything else, it's almost looking for the needle in the haystack because you get such a, a overwhelming response, you know, number of results that you can miss things. But what the search is sort of filtering that pull down for you. So actually the chance of you missing a really important or key paper or guideline, whatever, is a lot smaller. And I think that's that to me is one of the, the beautiful things about it, is it works so well at just sort of doing all the that some of that really hard work for you of trawling through all this this literature. Because like we all know, the the number of papers now is just exponentially growing out there. And actually, I think that's why I think it's such a good time for it because Trying to filter down the quality is, is much more difficult, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, it's it's free to use. It's out there. It's it's for orthopedic surgeons. And as I say, we really would love any feedback, you know, features you'd like to see, content that you find difficult mm. yeah. just to in, index, all of that stuff is is really helpful because you're going to help us develop it and make it better for you. Yeah, absolutely. And the sort of maybe to finish off, uh, where do you where do you think it will evolve to? What's your sort of hopes for it and dreams in the next five to 10 years for it? That's a good question. I think probably at this point, five years is, is too far away to, to, <laughs> to see where it's going to be. I think we want to get people using it. And that's why we're doing the podcast to, to raise awareness yeah. that it's there. And we will be looking to expand the, the content types that we're indexing and uncovering. We're also, there's also videos being in, indexed in there from. Uh, various sources so you know that's that's something else that we'll be expanding and yeah I think basically what we want to do is listen to the community and develop mm. 
from there rather than, you know, I could say, I think we should do this, but actually a practicing orthopedic surgeon who has all of the mm. pressure from their time that you will do, who would find something maybe quite simple, but actually really useful. That's, that's where we'll take it, where the community directs us, I think. Yeah, no, absolutely, Emma. And I think having you know help been one of the many surgeries sort of giving you feedback. I think I would encourage all, all our listeners and readers and whoever uses the platform do do give feedback because the the guys at the society do listen, and uh, and it has evolved over time, hasn't it? And it's got it's got better and better. So that that's been great, and I think it's it was lovely to have you join us today, and, and a really interesting overview of a, such an exciting new platform, Ortho Search, which I, I really I, having used it myself, I cannot recommend highly enough, and it was really really great to see you and and speak to you today. Thanks for having me. And thanks everyone for listening uh, and take care.